What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to this edition of B-Shave Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you, Friday evening, August 4th, 2023. Oh, boy, Adam Wainwright was not his night tonight at Bush Stadium as the Rockies beat the Cardinals 9-4. Cardinal Nation is sitting here watching some bad baseball in 2023, and in part, I feel like Cardinals fans are still invested down the stretch of this season because of the possibility of what they could see from Adam Wainwright. And honestly, it shouldn't even be treated as a possibility. It should be more of a formality. But we're this deep into the season, and we have not yet seen Adam Wainwright get to win number 200. Adam Wainwright still sounds like a guy that's confident it's going to happen. But I think it's only natural to begin to wonder if we're actually going to see it here in 2023 which is Wayno's final season in Major League Baseball. Tonight on B-Shape Daily, we'll talk about the outing that Wainwright had on Friday night. Another bad one, another rough one, gave up seven earned runs, only got through four innings. Cardinals lost. It was a game they were out of early again that Wainwright starts. It's been kind of the story of the season for Adam Wainwright. We'll talk about maybe what he saw and, and why he feels it's different than it was in terms of some of those other games that were really a slog for him before he went on the injured list. But until we see it on the field, it's going to be hard, I think, for Cardinals fans to believe that there's something sustainable here that can allow Wayno to ride to two more wins throughout the remainder of the season. But that's what we're going to talk about here tonight on the show. Wish we were meeting under better circumstances. I do. I, I came into today's game thinking maybe this was one that Wainwright could get because the Rockies aren't a very good team, but their lineup showed up and they battered him. So we'll talk about the way it went down for Adam Wainwright tonight. A little bit of an abbreviated episode, I think, of B-Shafe Daily coming your way for the weekend edition. I figured I still wanted to come on here and talk about something, but maybe not quite the uh, marathon episodes we normally have. But if you want to make sure you stay up to date on all things St. Louis Cardinals, B-Shafe Daily is a great way to do that. My name is Brennan Schaefer. Cover the Cardinals for KMOV as a writer for their website. And do this daily Cardinals podcast, B-Shape Daily. So if you're brand new to the show, welcome in. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel by clicking that subscribe button. Give a like to this video and drop your comment below. What's your confidence level as a Cardinal fan that Adam Wainwright can get to career win number 200 before the end of this season? Subscribe to B-Shape Daily on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well if you would like some other alternative listening avenues to take in the show. Let's get into it, though, when it comes to Adam Wainwright tonight. Again, the final 9-4, to four, the Cardinals lose this one. We can talk about the Nolans as well, a little bit about their offensive performance, but by and large, the Cardinals didn't get enough done. I know Cardinals fans probably still pounding the table, hey, why is this team only able to score on solo home runs? I don't know. But it kind of has been the, the way of the world for the Cardinals this season, but I just don't think when you have your starting pitcher give up seven runs in four innings, it was necessarily realistic to see Adam Wainwright a winner tonight, right? And, oh, and by the way, I got it wrong. I said he pitched four innings. He only pitched three innings. Only actually recorded nine outs in this game. Just a really rough night for Adam Wainwright. Not necessarily the way he described it, though. We'll go ahead and listen to Waino courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest and how he felt things were going tonight, and we'll kind of evaluate and reflect upon where he's at at this point, the 41-year-old Adam Wainwright still going through those struggles. 
I had decent stuff. Uh, I mean, I had, what, five strikeouts, three innings. I uh, just have, I mean, just been plagued by uh, not getting the job done with two outs all year. Just, it's just killing me. I gotta, I've gotta just, I've gotta, I've gotta be better with two, two outs. And, um, you know, I don't know what to do other than, yeah, I think I'm trying too hard with two outs to, to make a pitch and it's cost me a couple times maybe instead of just making a pitch, you know, I'm trying too hard to do it. But, uh, stuff wise, okay, felt good. Um, just got in some bad counts early, you know, two walks to pro far. Um, first couple innings cost us two runs. You know, so um, there's things I could could have definitely done better. I also had five soft hits below 75 miles an hour or something that they got in there. So, you know, didn't put myself in the best situations, and then um, had some had some bad luck out there too. But you know, I just got I've got to be better with two outs for for the most part. And the Rockies indeed doing damage against Wayno tonight with two outs. All seven of the runs given up by Adam Wainwright came with two outs. Three in the first, three in the second, and then another run in the third. Wainwright got two outs before any of those runs came across the score and then not able to bear down. You heard from Adam Wainwright there, courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest, talking about the soft contact, and you go into the stat cast, and it's true. Handful of hits coming below the 75 miles per hour threshold in terms of exit velocity. I'm to the point, though, with Adam Wainwright where I don't really care. Like, I don't think that means anything anymore because when Adam Wainwright gets the ball over the plate and these batters can kind of see it almost on a tee when it's not moving. And obviously the velocity is not particularly high. It feels like they're just sitting back and taking free and easy swings and they can almost place the ball where they want it. It sounds like an oversimplification maybe, but I just don't think at this point you can look at the the soft contact and say, oh, that's not Wainwright's fault. You know, that the soft contact is, is I mean, these balls are being hit, just lofted over infielders, squirted through some holes on the ground. It's very clear that the batters are coming up there with an approach against Adam Wainwright, and I don't think this is the first time we saw that. But when you give up nine hits, you know, that at a certain point, that is, there, there's not a lot of luck involved in that. Bad luck or good luck. It's just kind of what you did, I think, on that given night. And I'm as much as in Adam Wainwright's corner as anybody, but I just, I'm to the point really where I don't think the exit velocity on the hits is going to be something that you really can't afford to look at did you give up nine hits? Did you give up seven runs? You did. You know, that's kind of kind of what it's been for Adam Wainwright recently. And I know there are times where he feels different. Like, he, he feels different about tonight's outing. You heard him talk about the stuff being all right. But I think you have to kind of diagnose, okay, what is it that is causing consistently Wainwright to get damaged by soft hits, by soft contact? It's not, this isn't like it's the first time that that's happened. And that was a question that Derek Gould kind of asked here later on in the postgame interview. We'll play this again, courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest, with the question and Wainwright's answer. That single, like one of those soft hits that you're talking about, yeah. like two runs, hey? that's on a mm-hmm. Those soft hits come when the pitch is elevated? Yeah, I mean, always. I didn't make I didn't make the exact pitch I wanted to. I was trying to go down the way there and, and uh, crept up and in on him, I think, even. But... Um, you know, yeah, this, that's those usually when the ball's elevated, when bloops happen, usually, not always, but usually. And um, and certainly, you know, could can avoid some of those this year by, by keeping the ball down better. Nowadays in Major League Baseball, guys are maybe looking for that pitch low in the strike zone to launch angle and to send it out of the ballpark, those sorts of swings. But when you talk about 
elevating pitches and there's not a lot of velocity on those pitches and they're catching a lot of the plate, the smart offenses are not going to be swinging for the fences. They're going to be doing exactly what the Rockies did tonight, peppering the outfield grass with as many singles as they can to knock a guy out of the game. And to their credit, you know, they're not a very good team, but they had the game plan, I think, in place tonight. And Wainwright, at this point in his career, has got to be pinpoint when it comes to the execution because the stuff is just not where it once was. He did mention the five strikeouts that he had, and that's that's good. And I think that's a couple of games in a row now where we have seen him be able to miss some bats since coming off the IL, and maybe that's one of the things that does give you some encouragement if you're holding out hope for Wainwright to get to 200. And again, I, I think even Wainwright, he's feeling encouraged by how he feels. Talking about how the body feels good is something that he mentioned tonight. He's encouraged by that, but the results can certainly not be encouraging. When he's encouraged by how he feels physically, though, I think he's still maybe, hopefully, of the mindset that, oh, 200 is going to be a given. From the outside, though, I think it's getting more hard, more difficult to continue to put up that brave face, right? I, I think there are Cardinals fans who are wondering, is Adam Wainwright going to get to 200 after all? There was the point earlier this season where when Wainwright would talk about the quest for 200, he said, look, I, I think Cardinals fans would be pretty disappointed if I only got to 200, right? That's not really my mentality of get to 200. I think now that's kind of got to be his mentality, though. And how much does the pressure of, oh my gosh, if I don't get there, how is that going to look for the the finale of my otherwise really strong major league career? I wonder at what point that sort of starts to creep into Wayno's mind because that is a human thought to have. That is a very human question to have when you come into this season and you had expectations to, to push for 210 wins, to try and get to second all-time on the Cardinals franchise win list, and now you're in this spot where it's... Yes, you only need two more, but I feel like it's legitimately a monkey on his back at this point. How could it not be with how long it's been since he's been able to get 198? I said on the radio on the big show on Friday that I think once 199 comes, the very next start is going to be when Adam Wainwright gets to 200 because I think at this point it really is just kind of like that bugaboo where you get the monkey off your back and things can kind of start to roll in your direction. And Adam Wainwright is a relentlessly positive person. So as long as his body is feeling good, which he said tonight that it was, I think he's going to continue to be of that mindset that it, it, it's coming and it's going to get figured out. But I can understand Cardinals fans if you have some skepticism. I have said I'm going down with the ship when it comes to Adam Wainwright. I'm not going to make the same, I won't say mistake, because obviously if he doesn't end up getting 200 and, and it's just this version of himself the rest of the way, it wouldn't have been a, a mistake to count him out. But I'm not going to do it because I can remember kind of mentally writing him off at some point in 2018 or so. And for him to rebound the way that he did, end of 2019, having a healthy season, but then coming out 2020, and he was the workhorse for a Cardinals pitching staff in a season where they had just about everything go wrong that could go wrong. Wainwright was a constant for them. And you look at his numbers in 2021 and 2022, he was that dude. Go back and check the numbers. You can take a sample size of 2020 through 2022, those three MLB seasons. And he was one of the top 30 pitchers, starting pitchers in MLB over that span. Whether you look at wins above replacement or innings pitched or whatever you want to look at, ERA. Wainwright was one of the best pitchers in baseball those three years. Even counting what he did last September, which is when the wheels started to come off for him a little bit. 
his numbers cumulatively through those three years were really good. So I always push back when people say, oh, Adam Wainwright should have gone to the bullpen years ago or he should have retired years ago or all these things. That's not fair to the legacy of a guy who has done so much for the Cardinals. But now we're watching him in the middle of the season that has been an absolute slog. And, man, I think Cardinals fans are just hoping to be able to will Adam Wainwright to two more wins. Just two more wins, and that doesn't make it a successful season necessarily, but it definitely staves off some of the really icky feelings that I think people would have if he's not able to get there. About the 2023 season, people would feel a lot worse if it ends up that he falls short of 200 when he came into the season at what, like 195. So at this point, that seems to be the quest. That is the big question. Really the biggest question that remains in this St. Louis Cardinals season is, can he get there? And oh boy, how does it feel if he doesn't? But I mentioned the relentless optimism from Wayno. Here's a question from John Denton asking about the couple of starts prior to Friday night, how he had maybe built a little bit of momentum from those outings one against Arizona out West, and then the other one against the Cubs where didn't result in a win but was able to get through six innings in his previous outing against Chicago. Asking about that and asking uh, whether that's something that, that Wainwright can continue to build off of despite the results tonight. And this is where Wainwright's going to talk about feeling feeling good physically, which is kind of number one for him and is something that has not always been a given. Here's Wainwright again, courtesy of Bally Sports. Those last two starts were a lot better. Did you yeah. feel like you had positive momentum? Yeah, going? yeah, and I still do. I still feel my. The good thing is my body feels good, and um, you know, I just uh, from the very first pitch of the game, just got a little out of sync, and and uh, I, I, fi- I finally found it a little bit in the last inning I pitched, but you know, I already had seventy pitches or whatever in three innings, and mm-hmm. it's just way too much. So. Um, I just got to. I just have to attack better at the bottom of the zone. That's all it is, and I have to be better to, with two outs. So there's Adam Wainwright. I, I think still an optimistic standpoint for him. Says he feels good physically and believes he's still got positive momentum, but views it as a couple of small minor tweaks that need to be made in order to get him and his season back on track. How are Cardinals fans feeling about this? Because I don't think that's very different than what we would hear from Adam Wainwright any other time. So that tells me that even despite the way this season has gone for him. He's still finding the positives in a lot of this and still feels like not only is 200 well within reach, but that he's got the ability to go on a run, contribute to the Cardinals, the the type of things that he always says. But are you believing Adam Wienery at this point, or are you more of the mindset that this is just kind of what we're going to see the rest of the year from him? The RA is 7.81. It's a jarring number to look at when you think about what Adam Wainwright has been over the course of his career, it, it, it has not looked like this very often. And 7.81 for a, a full-season ERA, I know he spent a lot of time on the injured list, but those are the numbers, and it feels like one start after the next, it's sort of the same story over and over again in terms of the results. You might say that that one night Adam Wainwright felt better, and, and physically it was this, and, and he's not dealing with the, the shoulder pain anymore, or whatever the case might be, but at the at the end of the day, You're still looking at a stat line tonight that is three innings, nine hits, seven earned runs. And I think it's getting harder for Cardinals fans to keep that faith that maybe a lot of them have been maintaining. I still am going to go out there and say Wayno's getting to 200 because, again, all it's going to have to take is one of those starts going his direction. And there have recently been starts that could have gone his way. Five innings, two runs allowed out in Arizona. Bullpen blew that win for him. 
Six innings, four runs in St. Louis. That's a game where the Cardinals uh, didn't get enough run support there for Wainwright, but certainly you could see a world in which the offense would come together and have enough if he were to throw six and four the rest of the season, every start. I think they would win enough of those outings and, and get those runs early enough that Wainwright would end up getting to 200. But right now, it's just been very difficult to find that combination. It kind of feels like the way the team felt early on in the season when the bullpen was blowing games and the the, the next night they wouldn't score any runs or they wouldn't get starting pitching. And then they were, they'd were they finally come up with a lead late and you're thinking, how is this one going to go against them? How are they going to blow this one? Because they would get so tickled. Like, they, oh my gosh, they're almost at a win. They might actually get a win tonight. And that mentality became rather pervasive and then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where when you act like you're holding on to a, a two-run lead with six outs to go in Game 7 of the World Series. The pressure is on to not to not let that slip away. And that's almost like the way the Cardinals were playing it. They, they were succumbing to pressure that was self-assigned. And I feel like that's where it is right now for Adam Wainwright's starts, where he's either going to have a start like tonight where you're out of it from the word go, and there's just, there's just no coming back from that, or he's going to have those games where he does pitch well enough to keep the team in a game, does pitch well enough maybe to leave with a lead, but then the bullpen's going to find a way to give it up or the offense doesn't add on or whatever the case ends up being, the the, the opportunity to get that win number 199 falls by the wayside. And that has just been Adam Wainwright's season to this point. And it feels like a microcosm of where the Cardinals have been as a team this season as well. But if you're going to take a positive from it, it's that Adam Wainwright is insistent that this little stretch he's in right now where he has not been able to get a win since coming off the I.L., it's vastly different than where he was previously. Talking about feeling good his last couple of outings. The results were even okay those last couple of outings. And tonight, to him, really sounds like a blip on the radar. He knows the way it sounds. All right, Adam Wainwright is fully cognizant of the way it sounds coming out of his mouth every five days when he says, I'm about to go on a run here. But here's another one of his answers from tonight, courtesy of Valley Sports Midwest, where... He basically addresses the elephant in the room and says, hey, the better times are still ahead. I look at it. There's there's things to take away from every game positive. And today's game, my, my, my stuff was actually good. My stuff is my, my stuff's been good the last couple of times and it's good. It was good today. I'm really looking forward to going on a, a nice run here where I put up some zeros. I'm I'm uh, I'm tired of doing interviews with y'all with the same old sad face, you know, but um, I'm keeping I'm keeping a, a positive outlook on it. I know my stuff is is so much better than it was earlier in the year and uh, made a made a, a whole career out of getting people out with two outs. And so I know I can do it. I just have to, you know, it got me in London. It got me in the start after. It got me, got me last week. Got me this week. So um, I've just got to, I've just got to make better pitches when when there's two outs out there. Cardinals starter Adam Wainwright, courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest tonight after the 9-4 loss by the Cardinals. He says, "I'm looking forward to putting together this run where I put up some zeros, and you guys can stop having to do these interviews with me with the sad face on." He doesn't like this. This is It's eating away at Adam Wainwright. It's got to be. But he's still putting on a brave face. He is still believing that somewhere in there is the ability for him to, to go on a bit of a run. He's got plenty of starts left, right? August 4th, you go again on the 9th or the 14th or the 19th or the 24th or the 29th. Cardinals, I think, are keeping him in the rotation. You might as well. There's not a lot else to play for. And if you are at the point where you say, oh, you have to pull him from the rotation because... His performance is just not good enough. 
you and I are not seeing this Cardinals season the same way. If anything, if you believe that Adam Wainwright's costing the Cardinals games, it's almost like, all right, that's fine as well from a Cardinals fan standpoint because they're going to get a better draft pick when it comes to the the lottery that's being implemented this year. I think the Cardinals are like four or five games better in record than the Rockies. Hell, if the Rockies whoop up on you the rest of the weekend, maybe maybe Colorado finishes with a better record than the Cardinals. Maybe the Pirates, after beating the uh, the Brewers tonight, can finish with a better record than the Cardinals. And you just keep on moving down that list. You never know. You never know. I, I do think a, a top three pick or a, a top three finish, which would technically be a bottom three finish in Major League Baseball, with the lottery, you have just as equal of a chance as the uh, the, the Royals and the Athletics at that point at getting a uh, getting a number one overall pick. I don't know who the guy is for next year necessarily that you're that everybody's going to be clamoring for, but Cardinals are probably going to be wedged into that top top five to seven picks. It seems like the way things are trending here, and the Royals keep winning a bunch of games too. By the way, so maybe they no, I'm kidding. The Royals have uh, 36 wins on the season, so they are very much not catchable like there's no way they could catch the Cardinals which means the Cardinals uh, would, would finish with a better record than them but nevertheless you're looking at a situation right now for the Cardinals where the standings don't matter how many games they win functionally does not matter I know Ollie Marmel continues to talk about and this is right for him to do so he's the manager of the darn team but he continues to talk about how they want to continue to manage to win that's what he's going to do on a nightly basis the players need to play to win because the, the guys that remain, the guys that are still going to be here next year, need to be trying to get that taste in their mouth of winning ball games, so that next year when it comes time to have the, the games matter again because they've lost the luxury of the games mattering uh, this season for the first time in, I mean, 16 years since 2007. They didn't make the playoffs and had a losing season. They had seasons since then that were, you know, non-playoff seasons. But rarely have the Cardinals been out of the race and playing any meaning, meaningless games in September. That is going to be the case this year. They're going to play a, a several weeks of meaningless games based on uh, where they are in the standings. But Ollie Marmel still wants those games to count because he still wants these players to, to be chasing that feeling of what it is to win and learning to win, which I totally understand. But bottom line, there are other things at play here that... Uh, I think matter more than an individual win or loss and getting Adam lean right out there every fifth day. So he can have a shot at 200. I still think is the thing for this Cardinals season. Some Cardinals fans, I've been seeing the speculation like, well, what if they put him in the bullpen, which would allow them to strategically give him chances to win. Like if it's a four to four game in the eighth, throw him out there in the, the eighth inning. And then if he gets a scoreless inning, maybe the Cardinals can get that run and, and earn him a cheapie. I don't know. I think that's a guessing game that is not necessarily because you don't know how many of those tie games late you're going to get. I think your best bet, if really your priority is getting him that win number 200, it's to have him out there every fifth, every fifth day starting. And it's going to get to a point where he's got to give you innings. That's the one thing that it does kind of put a bullpen in a bad spot. If you can't get innings out of out of everybody in your rotation, I'm not talking like a ton, but like get get you five innings, get you into the fifth anyway. Wayno to only record nine outs tonight was was not what he was looking for. Uh, but when I bring up Andrew Suarez, credit to him for going five, uh, no, not five, but four and two-thirds innings. Gave up one run, a couple of walks, three hits, and uh, just one K. But four and two-thirds of one-run ball was clutched by Suarez out of the bullpen. And then James Nail coming on for the, the final four outs, and he did end up giving a run. Had a little bit of a tough go with three hits allowed. But that's kind of where it is for the Cardinals. You're going to have to, if you're Adam Wainwright, consistently try to get you more than three innings if the Cardinals are going to 
I say if the Cardinals are going to continue to go with this, I think they're going to continue to go with this regardless, but it does end up being kind of a question of, all right, if Wainwright is going to keep going out there every fifth day, can he do it without putting the Cardinals in a compromised position from their bullpen with frequency? And tonight, I think the answer was yes, because Andrew Suarez picked up the mantle. I hope it doesn't earn him a demotion to Memphis because he's kind of been getting the they're all into that deal this year. Granted, his ERA is over seven as well. So there are things that he could be doing more consistently to avoid being that Memphis shuttle guy, but uh, certainly saved the Cardinals butts tonight with uh, giving the bullpen some rest in a game that they frankly were not going to win. So I want to make sure we talk about the Nolans tonight before we get out of here because Nolan Gorman's still looking like he is seeing red at the plate and good to see Arenado get into one against his former team. But one more time, I want to ask you Cardinals fans, what do you think about this Adam Wainwright situation? Where's your confidence level, 1 to 10, that Waino does get to that 200-win milestone before the end of the season? Let me know in the comments below. Drop your comments in the comments section here on YouTube. Make sure to smash that subscribe button if you enjoy St. Louis Cardinals content. You can find B-Shafe Daily, the Cardinals podcast I do every day on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well if you like listening to podcasts that way. But do subscribe to YouTube because there will be other videos and Cardinals conversations that you won't get anywhere else without being subscribed to this channel. So if you're a Cardinals honk, this is the place for you to be and to converse. I reply to as many comments as I can. Appreciate those who, who some of y'all put some really good thought into those comments and I enjoy reading those and getting the pulse of Cardinal Nation. So thank you guys for doing that. Become one of the next ones to do so. If you haven't before, let me know what you think about this Wayno situation as the veteran is still in a position where he's feeling okay about the way things are unfolding in terms of his stuff feeling better, his body feeling better, and he's not ready to throw in the towel just yet. Where are Cardinals fans on this one? He's going to turn 42 later this month. Do you think he's got two more wins in him in his major league career? But let's go ahead and wrap up the show with something more positive as we talk about the Nolans tonight. Nolan Arenado getting the Cardinals on the board with a solo home run, and he had a nice game all around going three for five. Had the homer, an 844 OPS now on the season for Arenado. And Nolan Gorman nipping at his heels after a robust day at the plate in his own right. Three for five, a couple of runs scored, and a couple of RBIs because he wallops home run number 23 and 24 on the season to wrestle the team lead back away from Nolan Arenado. It's the two Nolans right neck and neck with Gorman at 24, Arenado at 23 after tonight. Gorman's power is a sight to behold, man. An 843 OPS, just one point behind Arenado at this point. Uh, I like that the Cardinals have adjusted their approach and have Nolan Gorman back in the three-hole. I've talked a lot about how if Ollie Marmol wants to go left, right, left, right with the top four spots in the order, the way to do it is by wedging Gorman back into that three-hole. I still believe Newt Barr is more of a table setter, although we have seen his power numbers start to creep up a little bit. That was not the case tonight with Newt Barr going three, uh, pardon me, two for five. Now, I say no power numbers. He did end up doubling for the 15th time of the season. So he's a solid table setter. Cardinals weren't able to drive him in tonight as a reward for setting the table at all, but he was able to to get the batting average up a, a notch or two, now at 277 for the season for Newpar. Uh, Goldsmith had a nice day as well, two uh, hits in this one, including an RBI. Uh, but it's just one of those things right now where the Cardinals are not all working in sync, like down at the bottom of the lineup. Alec Burleson goes two for four, had a double as well, continuing his hot streak of late. But the Cardinals just were not able to to put those big innings together where they could allow all their hits to happen at the same time to where they can turn those into some productivity on the scoreboard. But I do like generally that now that Brendan Donovan is out for the season, he's not obviously able to bat leadoff anymore. So you slide new part of that role as a left-handed hitter. 
You keep Goldschmidt number two. Gorman as the power threat fits perfectly into that three spot when he's going well, and right now he certainly is. Arnado can back clean up, and then you can kind of go off the sheet in whatever way you, you deem appropriate from there. The bottom of Cardinals lineups recently, not as robust as it had been because you're mixing some guys in. Marmol is giving guys off days more uh, dutifully based on where they are in the standings, and you don't want anybody to get overworked when you're not really working toward anything. But I, I do think there's a world in which next year, if you keep most of this crew together, you figure out a way to maybe it's Newt Bar that slides to the five hole. Maybe it's Donovan. One of the two, and then Gorman batting third. I think going left, right, left, right, left, with then obviously like a righty, whether it's Contreras or Jordan Walker batting sixth, you could really have a robust one through six, one, two through seven even in this lineup. And then you consider what it might look like for a guy like Tyler O'Neill if he's still in the mix and he's down lower in that lineup. Uh, he went one for four today with the OPS sitting now at 721. He did make a nice leaping catch in left field. I just think there is the bare bones of a really quality offense for this Cardinals team, and it's going to still be the pitching that they're going to have to find a way to address. Adam Wainwright's not going to be in this rotation next year, so his 7.81 ERA will be replaced. How will it be replaced? Will it be replaced by somebody who's got an ERA like 7 in Matthew Libertor, or will it be a Matthew Libertor that's a different version of the one that we have seen so far, or will it be somebody that they trade for or go out and acquire in free agency? Maybe that makes a positive difference for this team. Adam Wainwright, though, still believing that he's going to be able to make that positive difference the rest of the way. And Cardinals fans, I know even if you are kind of lacking faith, if you're losing hope that Waino is going to be able to do it, I still would like to believe that Cardinals fans out there are in his corner and are rooting him on to try and find a way against whatever odds you may have have uh, kind of set up against him in your minds. I get it. Wainwright struggled at this point, but... I think Cardinals fans, maybe I'm a homer for this take, but I think Cardinals fans kind of owe it to Adam Wainwright to say, hey, I'm going to ride I'm going to ride the rail with you to the end of the way and hopefully get rewarded for that. I, I know it's kind of a scary thought to say, oh, man, if I invest myself emotionally and I get let down, that'll be something that shouldn't have been possible in August and September of this Cardinals season because I accepted long ago as a Cardinals fan maybe that the season was over. If that's where you are, then I get it, but reinvest in this Wainwright thing and maybe that'll be something that's worthwhile the rest of the way. And if not, you know, it'll, it'll kind of be like Mizzou sports, the one fandom that I still have. Uh, they'll, they'll break your heart every which way. So maybe the Cardinals are kind of following in those footsteps this year and, and everything is bleak. I don't know. I'm just here in front of a microphone. What do I know? <laughs> but that is going to do it for this edition of the show. Sorry. It couldn't be a more up, upbeat episode tonight, guys, but that's kind of where it is right now for the Cardinals. And uh, unfortunately for Adam Wainwright too, but make sure you let those comments be known. Drop them in the section below how you're feeling about everything when it comes to this team. And don't be shy about giving me your questions either because there are going to be a lot of Cardinals topics to get to the rest of the way. But unless I get the polls of the fan base to know what it is exactly that you guys would like to hear me pontificate on, um, sometimes I might be glossing over some things that are pretty important to Cardinals fans. So never hesitate to drop your questions and say, hey, this would be good for a future podcast because I'm happy to mix in some of those topics as we go along here on B-Shape Daily. But that's it for this one. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.